up, awesome baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Abby. Thanks for being here. Welcome back, baddies. Happy summer solstice. It is summer. It's summer. Finally. Isn't that weird? I feel like it's been summer for like three months. No, I don't relate. And of course, it's going to rain this weekend. The first weekend of the summer. I know. Rain is in the forecast. It is. You know what I hope we don't get? What? Is one of those summers where during the week... It's sunny and beautiful. Oh, and then on the weekend, it's trash. Yeah. It makes me sad for people. For like, me. You know me. I, I don't mind the rain. I kind of like the rain. Not I'm when I'm trying freak. to go to the beach and no, work on my true. tan. True. For sure. But I do feel sad for everyone because people, like, I don't know, especially people that are like, you know, they're, they, they go to the Cape. Like, people have plans. What are your plans for the fourth? Since we won't have a fourth I, episode, what are your plans? I am going to... I'm going to my parents' house. We're having like a big cookout, cookout by the Cute. pool. I know. With our family. What about you? Cookout. You can come if you want. We'll be in the Cape. Oh. And I might have to sleep on a boat for half of it. So stay tuned. Oh. <laughs> Wait, why? Like a houseboat or like a regular boat? Like my uncle's boat, like parked in the But he has, there's like the a dock. room in the boat. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, there's it's a bedroom. Sleepable. But it's, okay. it's a crowded weekend and half the weekend... I might be sleeping on a boat, which I'm, I'm excited. I've never done that before. That's kind of, uh, okay. So do you get seasick? Yes. Okay. I I didn't think that my seasickness was that bad, but when we were in the Bahamas with, when I was there with Michael's family, we went on a, uh, a boat one of the days. It was, it was a beautiful boat. It was like a lovely day. Um, there was a like captain on the boat and they like took us to these like different islands, like in the Bahamas. It was honestly, it was beautiful, breathtaking. So we're going through and I'm like enjoying the time on the boat. It's I'm like in the back of it outside, just like vibing in the sun. And then underneath, like you, you like went down the stairs and there was like a bedroom and, um, like a bathroom with like a shower and everything. So I go to the bathroom and literally I get up to wash my hands and all of a sudden just the motion got to me. I just had this moment where I just felt off, like so off and like just got hit with this wave of nausea. Mm. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to go back outside. And I'm going to be fine. So I go upstairs, go back it's outside. Not fine. <laughs> I'm not for the rest of the boat ride. I am yeah. like on the verge of puking. Like it was almost like something like a switch flipped in my brain where like my equilibrium was just thrown off no, and an I just felt... Thing. Like woozy, like what's the word? Woozy, woozy, and like I was going to actually pass out and or throw up, and I didn't know what to do. I was just sitting there, and I like couldn't get out of the feeling. And they were like, "Try looking, like at uh, you know a a spot like on in the sky, like try to trying to, and nothing worked. And finally, when we like parked the boat and we went like swimming like at the island and stuff, like I started to get over it. It took like an hour and a half the boat. It's like a little bit better. Yeah, I think I like, once I was like on like level ground, but like when that feeling started, it just didn't go away. Even if I went out, like even if I went in like the the wind again and stuff, it just didn't go away. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that I don't know if I could sleep on a boat. Well, I will say that where my aunt and uncle have a house in the Cape, it's it's um, in Orleans, which is right next to Chatham. Um, but their boat is in like, kind of like a bay and the bay leads out into the ocean. Oh, so there's, so there's not there's no wave. Okay. Then that's fine. I guess it's different when yeah. you're actively moving. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, 
I'm prepared. I ordered motion sick bracelets for oh. St. John that literally didn't come in on time. Thanks, Amazon. I heard those work. They do work. I okay. had them growing up because I have the worst motion sickness ever. Like, if the wind blows, I'm nauseous. Like, if I'm on a plane, I'm nauseous. If I'm in the car, I'm nauseous. It's like because planes usually don't do it. It's just boats. <sighs> You're lucky because it is a struggle. Motion sickness, I, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. It's, well, maybe I do, but... You you won't die. It's <laughs> just be miserable. Uh, I guess that's like a mild, like a mild thing to wish on your worst right? enemy. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. I could be meaner. Yeah, you could be meaner. I could be meaner. You could be nicer, but you could you could be meaner. But it's my worst enemy. Why True. would I be nicer? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Kill him with kindness, girl. But um, yeah. So that's that's. Stay tuned for that. I might do it for the plot at this point. Yeah, just you have to say to. that I have. <laughs> But other than that, how are we? I didn't see you this past weekend. Why was that? I know. Well, why why did Oh, that? I went home. How? Oh. Right? Yeah, no, I went to Michael's parents' house um on the lake. Oh, it was a three day weekend. Yes. I forgot. And then I went to my parents' house. That's an extra um, day to see me that you didn't. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. And then I go back to the city on Monday. I know. That huh. was kind of sad we didn't see each other. Yeah. We're seeing each other tonight, though. Well, we're seeing each other right now. <laughs> and then we're going to dinner with our boyfriends. Very, double date. Double date night. Ooh, ooh. Um, I texted Michael. I was like, I'm so excited for our dinner party. He's like, it's not a dinner party. We're just going to dinner. I'm like, yeah, it's a dinner party. It'll be a party. It's a. It's always a party. It's always a party. Always. Um. Okay. So where are we going again? It's the first time I'm going. We are going You've to Lamani. Lamani in the Lamani. seaport. Yes. Yeah, so... They have locations in New York City. This is their first location in Boston. So it was their grand opening a month or two ago, I believe. Vibes are great. Immaculate. I loved my food. I thought it was great. I had a really good experience there. Also, like the manager walked around and like took the time to be like, we just opened. We hope you enjoy the experience. Like, how is everything? Like the personal touch. I like that. I love that. He gave us like the backstory. Like we have, you know, two locations in New York City. We brought it to Boston. Like we're really excited to be here. Just like very sweet. Like you always want to root for a place like that. Absolutely. You know, so we'll let you guys know how it is. Well, speaking of restaurants, I tried Copa. Yes, I've heard. For the first time. That is one of those places that like for probably years I've been like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I just never have. But in the South End, right? Yeah. So if you've never heard of Copa, I actually don't know the owner's name, but he owns Copa in the South End. He owns Toro, Little Donkey in Cambridge. And I think there's another one, but they're all like very highly rated restaurants. I've known about them forever. I've been to Toro once, but it was for like my work's holiday party. So I feel like that doesn't really count because it was like not the full experience. You know what I mean? So I want to go back and try Toro, but Copa, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Copa, Copa, I don't know. Um, (laughs) They, uh, I think it's just Copa. Copa. <laughs> no? I guess you could say it like that. Copa. I don't know. Yeah. Is it Italian? I think it was. I think. Yeah. I, I th- think, I think so. it is. I had pizza and pasta. So <laughs> I don't know if that's Peter, help. <laughs> okay. Here's my honest review. The pizza. We got the artichoke one. I was really, it was like a white artichoke pizza. I was really, really looking forward to it. Flavorless. Did not have enough oh, flavor. That's the it thing. So a white, I love a good white pizza Me but too. it is very easy to mess it up it is you if it's a white pizza it needs to be bursting with flavor like i'm talking there needs to be oil garlic, garlic. <laughs> oil garlic salt like it needs to be flavorful because otherwise be it tastes seasoning. like cardboard 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say I'm a thin crust, no flop kind of girl for my pizza. And this was like, it was so promising. It had zero flop, not even a, a centimeter of flop in the pizza, thin crust, really well made pizza like the dough itself it was just it was lacking flavor but the pasta was it was fire it was bomb i'd go back for the pasta so 10 out of 10 recommend the pasta can't say i recommend the pizza but it's very small in there now i know why it's so hard to get a reservation like it it's is physically small. not enough seats yeah it is uh, very small very small but i had a great orange wine there i took a picture i'm in like my taking pictures era apparently because i'm just like taking pictures of all the alcohol that i've been drinking lately (laughs) and then like going on a rampage to like find it it was like a really good orange wine did you order it like you did with the champagne i haven't gotten there yet okay i ordered four bottles of champagne and then two bottles of sancerre in the same day i spent so much money on six bottles of that's so funny because i've never just went online and ordered alcohol I mean, in my life well, or even true. really like bought, you know what it is? Because I think a lot of times we'll invite people over before we go somewhere to like have a drink. Yeah. So people, people always leave, bring alcohol yeah, and, and they, they leave, leave it. Yeah. So I'm almost like what the, it's, it's so much booze and half of it. I don't drink. Like I don't drink beer. I don't drink a lot of the stuff that's there. So there's just like, I feel like our apartment is full of alcohol and I'm like, I don't like, I, I could go, never buying it again but then to your point it's never it's not the alcohol that i actually like yeah it's it's like stuff that other people drink so i'm not really sure at least you always have something to offer always have something bring a bottle somewhere exactly exactly i I came across that restaurant you were talking about last weekend or not last weekend last episode you were like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's called porto Porto, yes. Porto. Like Portofino, probably. That's probably what it's supposed to be. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Or maybe El Mafia. I, I don't know. I, I like did some investigating. It's coastal Italian and Mediterranean. I feel like those are my, honestly, my top three cuisines are Italian, Mediterranean, and Mexican. Not that anyone asked. But the fact that the <laughs> restaurant is both, like, I need, we need to go. Like, I want to go so bad. Can we, I think we have to go on a day where we know it's going to be beautiful beautiful out because the patio is where you want to sit so their patio it literally online such good advertising it says welcome to your coastal oasis in the city join us for the summer on the patio for the almalfi experience that's so cute like fuck yeah sign me up exactly so i know because michael and i had reservations here but he canceled them yeah because it was raining out so he was like you have to sit on the the patio and i like i took his word for it because i don't i don't know no it looks it looks cute it's like lemon themed obviously I love that. I know. All right, let's go. We'll do it. We'll we make should it be happen. going tonight, but I guess we should go when it's like daylight. I I know we we should go when it's daylight. Yeah. Well, we'll have a good. We'll, it's a daytime spot. We'll I go, agree. We'll go. We'll go during the day. Uh, I went for a hike this weekend. It was basically a walk. Are you in your hiking year? I don't know. My sister is. <laughs> it was into basically it. a walk. It was like they they brought me to this kind of mountain but like it was a 15 wait remember minute. the hike we went on was it harder or less hard wait, which hike that <laughs> was also oh my. which one was less of a hike i almost forgot about this experience that was <laughs> that didn't. was a trip i didn't that was my first and last ever hike. i don't know we talked about it on the pod yeah, but we definitely did so my um my best friend ashley um and her husband austin are like they're hikers. avid hikers yeah. and they're like they've hiked some huge mountains probably couldn't name the ranges and stuff but like basically all the big ones in new england like they've gone out west they're really good at it they're you know they they have it figured out abby and i don't really hike but i've done it before you hadn't really hiked before or something i'm trying to remember the context okay so 
Abby was like, me and Mystery Man, you know, are thinking of going for a hike. Why? She reached, I don't know. I don't remember the contact, but context, but you reached out to Ashley and then we, we kind of all organized this thing. We were like, all right, let's all go together. That could be really fun. And then we went back to Portsmouth after to hang out with them. It was fun. It was cute. It was. It was honestly a great day. So good beginners. It was just a fun. (laughs) It was just funny though because we get to this mountain, and like Ashley and Austin were very much like, "Oh, it's a beginners hike. Like this won't be intense. Like it'll be chill." Yeah. But I remember seeing like first off, Abby's like texting me the whole night before, and she's like, "I'm freaking out. Like, what do I wear? Like all this stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, just wear what you'd wear to like you know work out sneakers." We get to the mountain and. Abby is like straight up stretching. She starts doing like static stretches. She's like, all right, all right. Like I gotta, I gotta get my legs like, you know, stretched out. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Dude, I was ready to hike and I was disappointed. No. And then what did you do when we were going up? I don't know. You no, you were like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And then it was literally like 10 minutes and it was over. Oh my God. They were, it was like 30 minutes round trip. Round trip. I was expecting like 30 minutes up, 30 minutes down. No, it was round trip, like 30 minutes. No, it was honestly, that's. So was I'm your th- hike it, this past weekend more or? It was basically the same. Okay. It was the same vibe. It was very easy. But my mom and sister were like, we know she doesn't want to do this. So <laughs> we'll, we'll bring Take her like easy. the easy route. But it was beautiful. But you know what it made me realize? I think just getting exercise in is really just so nice for the body, even if it was 30 minutes. But I don't know. I think what I've realized that I've been struggling with so much is it's really bothered me that I haven't been, like I used to be so into like moving my body, going to the gym, things like that. And it's just been so hard to get back into it. And I don't even know what happened. I was already talking to my sister about this. Like I went like two years of my life loving going to the gym like I when Michael and I were in New York City last April every single day does it we'd go out every night and every morning I'd wake up on the nose at 5 a.m like not a second past it I'd walk 20 minutes to solid core I'd work out I'd walk 20 minutes back and then we'd walk to work and I loved it in Southie like every day I'd go to the gym and in the fall in the winter and then like at some point I felt like I just like lost all of my motivation to go like literally all of it. And I almost wonder if it's because the relationship I had with the gym started getting toxic and more like you should go or like, ugh, like you ate like shit yesterday. You should go to the gym versus like, oh, I, I really I enjoy go. doing this. Like yeah. I felt like I used to feel like all this joy and like, I want to do this. I want to feel good to like, no, you should go or like you have to go or like you ate bad today, like go to the gym. And I feel like when that started happening, I just wasn't ha- happy and I lost, like it made it such a toxic relationship that I lost my motivation to go. So now I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm, I've figured that out and I'm like working on it. And I feel like I'm in so much better of a spot mentally than I was a few months ago that I'm like, I think I want to like definitely get back into it. But I feel like starting is the hardest part. Oh, it is. But I, I think a break is sometimes okay. I feel like relationships with different things, they ebb and they flow. And sometimes you just hit. You, you plateau. You, yeah, you hit a wall and and you need to take a break to realize like why you're doing this, why you enjoyed it in the first place. Right. Like what are your intentions? Yeah. What are your intentions? Like, I mean, we should be going because like it's good for your heart health. It's good for your mental health. Yeah. Like, and looking good as a result is just a bonus. Exactly. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm trying to, I, I don't know if I told you guys I didn't renew 
shocker my equinox <laughs> membership i could count no on, but you were such an avid like goer no i was not i could count on like mate one maybe two hands how many times i went throughout the 12 granted i have a gym in my building so yeah. that's kind of why i was like i don't need to know it's scary over there i don't need that um but i didn't renew it and and now I'm like trying to figure out well what I want to do, and then I, I downloaded ClassPass and I didn't freaking use it. Oh, because I'm a scaredy They cat. give you they give you like free credit. Forty like forty something free credit. I didn't use a single one. Wait, we I should like, do something together. I have like serious gym anxiety. It's like really sad. It's pathetic, honestly. It's not pathetic. It is. It's not. I need to grow up. No, it is honestly though. ClassPass is a whole other vibe because well, you and I have talked on the podcast before about intimidation especially when you are going to like a really good fitness class in a major city like boston yeah because you walk in and like they the girls like they have their shit figured out they've been going for years like they know all the moves it's intimidating so i love class pass but part of me is like when you're always trying out new places you always have that feeling yeah there's nothing better than when you have like it figured out with a classic when i had been going to pure bar for like a a year i was like i got this like i walked in i was like i already know the warm-up like i don't even need the instructor you know that's a good feeling. First day, taking a new class, like that's it's terrifying. Terrifying. Even if like the girls, it's not like anyone's doing anything wrong. No one's looking at you. No one cares. But it's like you feel like people are. I know, but like sometimes I feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's not always like super welcoming. No, that's that's true. Like I, I feel agree. like I want someone to hold my hand and be like, "Oh my god, welcome." I know, but then also like don't make it a big deal. That's true. <laughs> I can't say when people make it a big deal. They're like, is this your first? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I used to like, uh, I don't know my stance on like all women gyms. I used to be like, nah, but now I'm like, maybe. But then I'm like, wait, I'm afraid of girls. That's the problem. Do I really want to go to gym with all girls? I don't know what's best for me. Cause I, I found one. I think it's in like, it's a small, like independent. It's not like a chain or anything, but it's only women. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like my worst nightmare. I don't know. I I way prefer all women. I just feel like there's always, and not all men, but there's, I feel like sometimes when I walk up to like the weight room, I get a little like, I get a little intimidated when it's all a bunch of guys. But like, uh, no, I don't only because like I expect the guys to not know what, like they don't think that I know what I'm doing, which I don't. Yeah. But they expect that. I feel like if I'm like, in the oh. gym with a girl that like knows what she's doing. And then there's me that's like, she expects you to know what you're doing and then you don't. And then that I just embarrass myself. I guess there's, do you know like, what I pros mean? And cons to both. There is. I just, and so I've just done nothing. So I just like, <laughs> honestly, though, being out, being active outside in the summer is like what I love. I know. Like my steps. Runs. I'm fucking hitting 10K every day. You are? Like, okay. I don't. I hit like much. three. <laughs> That's why, like, I need to go to the gym. Yeah. I go to work. I drive to work every day. I sit at the desk all day. Like, I need to go to the gym because otherwise I physically won't get enough exercise in. I think my commute to work is, like, 6,000 steps. Oh, that's really good. Like, that's it, good. Yeah. That's really good. Maybe more. I forget. I don't know. I look at it every day. Well, stay tuned. But I think, yeah, to your point, I think it's okay to take a break. But I also think that if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, like, I know I need to go back to the gym too. Like, I just have grace with yourself. It's okay. It takes time. Like I literally had to sit my sister down and I was like, listen, it ain't happening. I got charged $25 yesterday because I slept through my class. Like, cause I just like, I think I have this innate belief that I just can't do it. 
So I need to start believing I can't do it. So I need you to wake me up and drag me out of bed so I will go to the gym. And she did the next morning. Really? She's so sweet. She literally comes into my room and is like, Shannon, she like wakes, like shakes me awake. And she's like, get up. And I went. And then two days later, I went again. And I was like, all right, Aww. I got this. Like, we, we got this. You know what? Once you get on a roll. So if you have a roommate, if you need to have your Mr. mom. Mr. won't do that for me. Have your mom call you at 6 a.m. I don't know what it is, but like you know, find someone to help you, because once you get started, like you will be able to keep going. It's just, it's starting. Can you come wake me up? Yeah, Shit. I'll come, I'll come wake you up. I'll, I'll give you a call. FaceTime you. No, you're hard to wake up. <laughs> Mr. Freeman is going to need to like shake you awake. <laughs> All right, let's get into drunk deets. Okay. Courtney K announced that she's pregnant Yay. at the Blink 182 concert. So just a couple days ago, she was attending. I always forget Travis Barker is like a rock star. He thought he was just like a, a, a public figure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> just like there. Yeah, I just thought well, he was. In a your defense, husband. Blink One Eighty Two was a while ago. Yeah, I like can name it. You know oh, what I mean? Is, are they? Where are you? Is that them? Um, <laughs> I think so. I like <laughs> I like that like faux British all accent. The small, all the small things. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because that's all the. Small thing. No, I like the British thing. Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was no. good. Yes. That's, okay. I was going to say I couldn't name one, but I could name one, and it's all the small things, which was what inspired Courtney to. Okay, when I first saw this, I was like, she has a bump. There's no way Travis. Yeah, I think a lot of us thought that. Like when you first see the video. And she's like holding the sign, jumping up and down. He like runs down, super emotionally kisses her. Everyone watching that video is like, the bump is noticeable. Unless right. he is the dumbest man. He knew she was pregnant. Which he's and then, up her ass. There's no way he didn't know. No, he did. So I think a lot of people were commenting and they were like, no, no, no like this was like their announcement to the world. Yeah, exactly. Which made more sense. But I'm also like, oh, get more dramatic. I don't know. I, I do. I, what I will say is I respect the fact that she's actually telling people and she's not doing the whole like... Yes. Three years later, we found Kylie. out that she actually has a child and like, I don't know. That That is true. Um, but I was thinking of Scott Disick because this is the first child that she's bringing into the world that isn't his. Oh. Like all three kids are his. Oh. And I, I mean, they broke up eight years ago. So no. it's been. A, Has it been eight years? It's been eight years. It feels like th two Feels, feels like, like time flies when you're like holding out hope for someone, you know, know. <laughs> me like, holding out hope for them still. He, so he found out uh, someone in the, it was probably Chris Jenner. Someone in the Kardashian family gave Scott the heads up that she would be doing this and that they were going to announce to the world. But I'm, I'm wondering like, does he deserve a heads up? I think so. You do? I mean, she's still the mother of his child. I feel like him her game getting a heads up about the fact that she's pregnant and that she's gonna be announcing it to the world is probably because you know the first thing like let's say they didn't give him a heads up and they posted this online everyone would be sending that to him be like bro can you believe this bro can you believe this like and he would get tormented by that i'm pretty sure people probably did that anyway i know but he can prepare for it at least or like True. turn off his notifications for the day like i don't know but i do think that that's probably the respectful thing to do you know what it is though it's I feel like children, having children together, because like a child is like literally the combination of two people. Mm -hmm. Even though him and Courtney were never married, having children together is like such a big part of your life and so important and bonding. 
that I kind of felt like he, that was one of the main things where he was like, we have this like connection. We share children. And I think that was the one thing she didn't have with Travis yet. And now that like they're having a child together, I feel like that is like the official, like, oh, they're in it. Like this is like, I mean the marriage obviously, but I I mean, it's, it's Hollywood. So it is what it is. But I feel like now that like, it's like, oh, they're pregnant with a child on the way. Like it's that much more like legit, like, oh, she's with this person. Like she is creating a life with this person. I could see that hitting home for, for Scott, for sure. Yeah. It said there was a daily mail article that some source, I'm sure it was Kris Jenner, um, (laughs) said that, um, Scott is over Courtney and feels like he doesn't even recognize her anymore. Not many of her old friends do as she's completely ditched her group of longtime childhood friends. She has taken on a new identity and that is okay. What? Who's Morticia? Oh, Morticia Adams. She can be Morticia Adams if she wants to. What really was a jab in the heart was when Scott was with their kids yesterday and saw Courtney's Father's Day post to mention Travis and her dad, but leave the father of her own children out was completely disrespectful. She knows what amazing father he is to their kids, and she could have at least had an inkling of decency. He did not get a text message, phone call, nothing. Oh, she didn't post him? No. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's bad. You think? I think so. Happy, happy. You're gonna say happy fathers to my baby daddy. Well, did you see Tom Brady's Mother's Day post? He no. included a bunch of pictures of Giselle. Oh. It was like it was the first one was him and his mom, oh. and then like the second one was like the three like the kids with Giselle, yes. and then I think he has another woman that he had a yeah. baby with before. Yeah. She was in it. He posted oh. all of them. It was it was honestly very classy. Okay. But I thought that was like respectful. It wasn't like coupley photos of them. It was right. like fo- photos of her being a mom. It's like the, that's the father of your children. That's true. I think, and her children are. I mean, at least Mason's old enough to like know what Father's Day is. I don't. I don't know. I do think that there is something to be said about her, and I don't know her personally, so whatever. But she definitely gives off the vibe of like takes on maybe the personality a little bit of the person she's dating. I mean, she mm. really has changed. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know about her on a personal level. I don't know her personally, but like her whole vibe is completely different. So I do understand what Scott's saying. Yeah. Like, she's just different. Like, he's almost like the person that I was in love with. Like, she's just not really that person anymore. Right. Which, hey, that's that's okay. Like, maybe she's a happier person now. Maybe she's a different person now. And maybe she needed to change and become a different person. But she definitely does seem different. Like, I'm wondering if one day she's just going to wake up and be like, holy shit, am I a groupie? Like, like yeah, that's kind what? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's lost herself or she's found herself. That's I just hope she's happy. I don't know. But like, I'm just like the Kardashians are over the top no matter what. And I think you should be able to have a child at whatever age you want. And it's your life and it's personal. But the whole like dramatically telling the world at a Blink-182 concert, like groupie style with the sign when you're like in your 40s is definitely interesting. I, I don't think it'd be my vibe, but like I I guess I respect it for her. Like I know it's an ode to the music video, right, right. but I'm also kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like it, is, it was a little like groupie vibes for sure. Maybe she's a groupie. Maybe. I don't know. I'm happy for them. I know she's struggled with IVF and it's always when, I, I swear, once you give up on IVF, it happens. It happens. Once you adopt a child, then you yeah, have pregnant. your own. Yep. It's just how a cookie crumbles. Yeah. I I think I want to adopt for sure. Yeah? Yeah. I've always wanted to. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. Well, I'll let you know if, if 
<laughs> if I ever get there. But okay. I think that'd be cool to do. That'd, be, that'd been, be really nice. I know. That'd be really nice. Um, something that I would I would pay to see is Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and Elon Musk duke it out in a cage fight. Okay, so I saw this and I was like, what is like what is happening at this point? So basically, it started on Twitter. Mario Nuff, I don't know his last name, tweeted something to which Elon Musk replied, I'm sure Earth can't wait to be exclu exclusively under Zuck's thumb with hmm. no other options. At least it will be, in quotes, sane, was worried there for a moment. Someone said, replied to his tweet and said, better be careful, Elon Musk. I heard he does jujitsu now. To which Elon Musk replied, I'm up for a cage match if he is. And so, wow, <laughs> like weird, but okay. To which Mark Zuckerberg agreed. He, I don't know. He, I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but I did some research. Mark is 39. Elon is 51. So Mark has, you know, what, 12 years under him? A little younger. Yeah. Not saying a 51-year-old can't be, but like Elon hasn't been training for this. That's true. That's a good point. Elon's going to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> no? That's just, no, I just think it's funny because I would love to see two people who are like that unathletic True. Go at it like that. That's like more what I think would be the funny part. I like also, whoever, there are no winners. There will only be losers in that situation. <laughs> but honestly, also, I Googled their net worth just because I was nosy. I don't know how accurate it is, but it says that Mark's net worth is $100.9 billion and yep. Elon's is $245.9 billion. Yeah. So. That's a lot. That's a good amount. So what do they have to lose, you know? Yeah, exactly. They'll Just be like fine. their dignity. In the end of the day. Two grown men duking it. Honestly, I've never understood. I hate MMA. I know. All those things. It's it's the dumbest sport out there. You think dumb? I think it's like scary. It's scary, but it's dumb. Why are you signing up to literally beat each other up and like you're risking like permanent like brain damage and people like, are like adrenaline junkies people love to i feel like it's like an innate like animalistic desire to like fight and like be the alpha take someone down no i, I mean it's I definitely a more of a manly thing like it's, it goes back so many years who's like who's getting in a fight like like you want to like come out on top knock someone out and be like i won that like the adrenaline i don't know i just i could see that whole vibe. I don't think they're thinking rationally. They're not like, oh, I could get permanent brain damage. Like, I'm sure they don't care. Like, I'm, I'm sure some people care, but I'm just saying, like, in the heat of the moment. I just Googled who's the best, best boxer in the world. I forgot about Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I was going to say Muhammad Ali. Like, you mean, like, currently? Yeah. I couldn't be their wife. I couldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. That'd I just be, wouldn't. That'd be scary. It and would. sad. I think that about a lot of things. Like, I don't think I can marry a professional, like, uh, like an NFL player either. No. That's also so dangerous. It is dangerous. It's scary. It's scary what happens out there. All sports are dangerous. Yeah. But at least, like, football, you really got to watch out for the the head injury. But, like, basketball, where you're going to jam your finger. Mm. I guess you could get, I mean, you definitely can get injured. But it's usually yeah. more like your knees. And twist. Like, twist yeah. an ankle. Things like that. No, football is definitely the most dangerous of the main sports, I think, at least. Of the main ones. Of the main ones. All right. Um, Avril Levine has 
parted ways with Tyga, which I think is very interesting. I feel like we were just talking about how they started dating. She said, see you later, boy. So funny. You didn't like my my pun? I did like that. I saw that and I liked it, but I wanted I didn't want to take the credit. No, you have to. Okay. She said, see you later, boy. So they broke up after four months of dating. I feel like it's been longer than that. I know we talked about them getting together, but like that was four months ago. That's true, mate. I mean, that's what it said. Yeah, four Page months. Page six says four months ago, but it just feels like forever. It was just yesterday. He bought her like an $80,000 necklace. Yeah, that's actually that's actually true. In March, he bought her a custom $80,000 chain necklace. Wow. He just gifted to his, his new girlfriend. Like it was nothing. Honestly, Avril Lavigne has kind of been relevant in the past. I know. Honestly, year. I just, I've seen her popping up everywhere. Okay. The two have been having some issues, which caused them to split and get back together again multiple times before ending their relationship for good. Multiple. Is this over the four months or is this not like in what context is this? Like, or is it like they're saying that they were just together for four months, but then before that they also had like things. Well, when did she and Monson break up? I feel like, was there overlap there? I don't remember if there was. No, it was like a few weeks though. Like she ended things with Monson mm-hmm. and then it was like a few weeks where she got together with Tyga. Okay. But she, cause she was engaged to Monson. She was with him I forever. I know in Paris. So I don't, I maybe Tyga was like the, the rebound and now she's like, nah. Do you, you know what I mean? Like the classic rebound boy. Crawling back to Kylie. I don't know. How long ago was Tyga and Kylie? It was so long ago. It was like way before Travis Scott. Okay. Who's her baby daddy, Travis? Travis. Yeah. But some people say there was like conspiracy theory out there that it was actually Tyga. Tyga. But like, that's just what people say. I don't think that's true. Um, But yeah, so interesting. Yeah. Rebound vibes. Um, I guess like kind of real time updates. I mean, not for people listening on Monday when this actually comes out, but right now. So the missing submarine, which I know everyone has been speculating about Mm -hmm. um, all those, you know, multi like millionaires, billionaires who went on the submarine to to go down to the Titanic wreck um, that went missing. I know everyone's been like freaking out, wondering how much um, like air do they technically have? Like how much time do they have to get back? up here before like they run out of air and stuff. So um, I guess that remnants were officially found. So, and then there were no survivors. Honestly, best case scenario is that they found them. But the second best case scenario is that what their suspicions were from finding this debris is that it likely exploded. I think they said it was a catastrophic implosion. Yeah. Whatever that means. That means like explode. There was debris found, right? no survivors. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of like conspiracies out there that people were, that they were like faking their own death, like all this stuff. But it does seem like it just went wrong, which is very sad. But very sad. confirmation on that. Um, Cardi and then, B was coming for um, the billionaire stepson. Did you see that? What did she say? She well because uh, the billionaire's stepson was seen at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. And she was like, how are you going to be at the Blink-182 concert when your stepdaddy's missing? Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's she, the other he thing. He back. What did he say back? He was just like, you're so classless, Cardi. Like, you have no idea. Like, blah, blah, blah. Basically, I'm like, what do you want me to do? He was, he was like, I was, wasn't jumping up and down. I had a ticket to this concert. I wanted to get away for two hours from nonstop looking at the news. Like, 
I don't know. He was defending. No, himself. you can't defend that. I'm I sorry. Know. Like this dude. So his, it was like his dad, right? Was Step, on the stepdad. Okay. So stepdad, maybe yeah. that's a little different. I thought it was like his dad. dad. No, no, no. It's his stepdad. Okay. I mean, that doesn't make it. it I just kept seeing, better, but interesting. So he, yeah, he attends a Blink-182 concert. What? Like during the search and rescue. Yeah. Which like, I understand if you had confirmation about the death and like a few days went by, I need to get your mind off of it. But like while they're still actively searching, he's like, I'm going to go to the Blink-182 concert. And then he had the audacity to be like, they'd want me to do this. Like they'd want me to. to well, he was also like, what do you want me to do? I can't go down there. And I was like, that like, I forget who said it, but they said it perfectly. They're like, that just screams like I'm waiting for my inheritance. Oh, a thousand percent. Like you don't give a shit. A thousand percent. He was People? like, you're not thinking about my mom who has to take care of two children. Oh, like, okay. I'm sure they're grown. No, but like still, sure. Like that is very sad for your mom. But like, yeah. that doesn't explain the fact that you're at the Blink-182 no, concert. Exactly. People are messed up. I was saying this today. You don't really know someone until you see how they respond to major life events, yeah, grief, um, happy news, sad news, like children being born, getting fired, quit. Like, I just think when these big things in your life happen, sometimes you get shocked. Like the people you think that are going to be there for you when something really tragic happens get weird and they don't decide people that you don't think are going to handle it. Well, do handle it well, but it's like always such a shock. It's like the fight or flight kicks in and people just get weird. It was just like that guy last week who yeah. faked his own death and half of his family didn't, didn't show up show to up. his family or funeral. Oh my gosh. I, I forgot. I almost forgot about that. Oh man. Um, okay. Another concert is BB Rexa. What is she's on a tour right now doing her thing. And she was on stage performing when a concert goer, not only like threw a phone at her, but like chucked up, like overhand toss through a phone at her face she ends up getting a black eye has to get stitches and it's like right on her like eyebrow bone wait what yeah what is wrong with this person why'd they do that i don't know but they got arrested thank god wait why are you going to someone's concert to throw your phone at them doesn't aren't you usually a fan you would think why are you spending money to go shit on someone it doesn't make any sense but I don't, I don't know. He, no one's heard any statement from like his attorney or like, like anyone. Why he did what, like he did. what was his motive? What was the point? Do you wow. feel better about yourself now? Was it worth it? Like now you have a criminal record. Like, yeah. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? That's yeah. It's a great Everyone question. knows who he, I don't remember his name, but everyone knows who you are now. And wow. you're known for like, you're going to be banned from that venue. You're going to be probably blacklisted from every other venue. No one wants to have you there if you're going to hurt people. I like that to me is just that's scary. I feel like sometimes being a famous person is a lot scarier than people realize. Yeah. You're on stage by yourself. Obviously there's people close by, but you're pretty much by yourself. And you're an active target. Yes. Like you're up there performing. Like people can really do whatever they want. It's scary. Like Ariana Grande's London concert, obviously that was terrifying. There's just so many, like, I mean, and we're not even talking about like stalkers and stuff. Like people, like like, crazy people, there's people out to try to like get you. Like that's a scary thought. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. That's crazy. Speaking of London, Taylor Swift just dropped her international tour. Ooh. 
And I may or may not have registered for all four London shows. Wait. Like what to do you try mean to register? get tickets. You have to it's it was the most I waited 40 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe 50 minutes. Wait, let me know if you get in because I want to go. And it uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, what's the ticket limit? Because I could try to just buy she, so she's going to London twice in June, like two nights in a row in June, and then she's going again in August. And I'm like, I'll just register for all four shows and just see what I get if okay. I get anything. Right. Because I, I want to go. Yeah. I'm a Swifty now. Wait, I was going to say, literally two weeks ago, you were telling me how you're not a Swifty. I'm not a Swifty, but like, Wait, I'm what's happening? Why? I don't know. Wait, when when did this happen? I, like, like a month ago, you were fighting comments on our TikToks anti-Swifties. <laughs> well, because the Swifties are fucking crazy. So you don't like the Swifties, but uh, you like the Swifties. I don't not like the Swifties. I just don't like when the Swifties come at me. Yeah. I but like, that. I fucking love Taylor and I want to see her <laughs> and I would think I would regret it if I didn't go to the I think you've been. Tour. I think you've been influenced I've, by TikTok because all we horrible. see on TikTok is Taylor Swift concert. That's literally all I see now. My not, entire for you page. I'm not like mad about it, but like no, I'm not either. I'm really trying. And this is 2024. We're talking about. I know that's crazy because when the, you said June, I was like June. The like tickets over. I think go on sale like July 5th or July wow. 8th or something. I'll let you know. Let me know. Let me know what you can make happen. All right. So I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday and I thought that it was just like made I don't know super relative to like I'm I think what a lot of people go through so I thought it was kind of important to share and like bring up so one of my like really really close friends like this girl is she's I don't know amazing awesome like if you met her you'd be like wow like this person is great fun smart successful like has all of the attributes you're looking for and I just kept noticing lately I want to say over the past like month, she's just been making these like little, like almost like underhanded comments at herself. Like, like the littlest things like we'd be, you know, let's say she had a date and she's like, yeah, well, like, I don't know. Like, he probably won't show up like with, with my luck or, you know, oh, I, I can't even cook pasta correctly. And I get it. Like I, I like to make Duke dark humor jokes. You do too. Like we're cynical yeah. people. It's funny. Ha ha ha. But she was like almost doing it to such a degree and like dropping these like little, like almost kind of like half jokes. But I was almost like, bro, like, is this, is this actually how you feel about yourself? Like she kept just like putting herself down Enough and like to make you say something. Yes. Like it was constantly like putting herself down. Well, like, Oh, I don't even actually, I don't, who knows? I'm probably not smart enough for this or, Oh, they're, they're probably not gonna show up for me. I wouldn't show up for me. Like just kept making comments like that. So I talked to her and I'm like, Hey, like I, I gotta know like what's going on. Like, and she was just like, kind of like, well, I don't know, like, what are you talking about? I was like, you've been making a lot of comments lately. And um, I think she finally was like, yeah, you're right. Like I, I have been, I've been, you know, kind of negative towards myself and I've been feeling a little negative, you know, towards myself. And she was kind of giving me some details like as to why some personal stuff just going on, et cetera. And I was like, all right, like, here's the thing. I was like, our whole group of friends, they look at you and like, just so you know, like we've all talked about this. I'm like, they look at you and they're like, she out of all of us is like the smartest you know, the, the most successful, like the, uh, she's a leader, like she's all these things. And she was like, really? Like you guys say that about me? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but one of them, one of them doesn't believe that. Like, do you know who that is? And she was like, no, like who? I was like, you, Aww. you're the only one that doesn't believe that about yourself. You're the only one that doesn't believe that you're, um, a nice person, that you're a successful person, that you're a sweet person, that you're a genuine person. You don't believe these things. And like, because you don't believe these things, it's like starting to come out. Like you're starting to make 
these little comments and you're starting to get down on yourself and like it's like almost like you can't help it and she was like well that's the thing like, I feel like I can't help it she's like I'm trying to work on it like, I'm trying to work on being more positive but she's like it's not working and she's like I I try to like you know look in the mirror and say the affirmations and stuff but it's not working and I just thought it was interesting because we talked on the podcast a few months ago about like the importance of like your words and stuff and like looking look in the mirror and like say something positive every morning it's gonna feel awkward at first but keep doing it but I think while that is very true and very value like very valid I think sometimes like the issue that a lot of us face is that we try to correct our behaviors, but really our behaviors are just like a manifestation of what our thoughts are and what our beliefs are. Like your like, subconscious thoughts. Exactly. Like if you're, if your subconscious is constantly creating negative thoughts, like if you're, and I think it's like people have like, I don't even know. It's like 15,000 like subconscious thoughts a day or something like that. And then I think you only have like 7,000 conscious thoughts. Really? Yes. That's um, so backwards. I, I, believe, I believe that's the case. So your subconscious is creating thoughts that originate from your heart. Like your heart and like the what you believe, like what your beliefs are intrinsically, like how you feel about yourself is going to affect your subconscious thoughts. Your subconscious thoughts are going to affect your conscious thoughts. Your conscious thoughts are going to affect your words and then your words are going to affect your actions. So if you're like in your core believing like, I'm an unworthy person. I'm not a valuable person. I'm not worthy of love. People don't love me. I don't love myself. Like if you believe these things in your heart, then you're going to think like this. And then you're going to start speaking like this and you're going to start acting like this. So I think what she was kind of saying is she's like, how do you like, how do I make myself like more positive? Like, how do I try to speak more kindly about myself? But I think the issue is like, we're catching it at the wrong time. Like we're trying to fix a problem. Like, the fix, like the problem isn't, you're saying negative things about yourself. The problem is that you believe negatively about yourself. Like that's what we have to fix. And I just think like, at least I've, I feel, or I've felt this way. Like I've been feeling this way. And I think the reason I was able to kind of see it in hers, cause I've dealt with this myself where it's like, we walk around our lives and we are so kind to other people, but we're so mean to ourselves. Like we're, like I, I show up to work and I try to be like a good coworker. I try to be, you know, a good friend or I try to be sweet and genuine to like my parents or to my loved ones. But then I'm like so mean to myself. And I just thought that was like, when I realized that I was like, what, what, like that's so backwards. Like it really needs to start with the person you spend the most time with yourself is you. Right. <laughs> so if you're waking up every day and you're being unkind to the person you're spending the most time with, like that doesn't make sense. And then you're going to go out and be like, give away like all your niceness to other people, but you like hate yourself. Like, I feel like that is such a problem that so many of us are dealing with. So do you think that the fake it to make it motto is kind of like it works to a degree or that if you do fake it, you can make it and believe those things or is that not good enough? Like, do you, do you need to dig deeper? I think, no, that's a that's a really good question. I do think that fake it till you make it can work to a degree. I do. Yeah. I think and like even I don't know. I, I I think I look at I look at myself and like I'm like all right, like walk into the room with confidence. Walk into the room with confidence and I do it. And I feel like I seem confident and maybe I even feel a little confident. But I think like deep down inside I don't feel that way. And I don't know if like the act like just faking it and the actions and stuff really like are going to penetrate you anything more than skin, skin deep. Like it's, 
I don't want like artificial healing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think like there is a degree of like the actions you take and like the fake it till you make it. I think you should try to do that too. Like maybe, maybe it'll work for now. Maybe fake it while you figure it out. Yeah. Maybe fake it till you, I like that. Fake it till you fake figure it, it until out. Fake it until you figure it out. Um, but I think that ultimately the issue with that is that I think that like your, your thoughts become things like what you think is going to start to impact how you talk and how you live your life. So sure. Like maybe you can try to fake it and stuff, but like, it's going to get like harder and harder to do that because if you, if you're constantly thinking negatively about yourself, if you're constantly thinking depressing thoughts, if you're constantly thinking like bad thoughts, it's really, really hard to act otherwise. Yeah. At least that's what I've found. I remember when I used to, I've talked about therapy in the past and how I've been on and off with going. I've been off going for a few years now, but when I was on, I remember one of my therapists from my childhood growing up told me, because I would would deal with like just intrusive thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever you want to call it, just like negative thoughts. And she said, to wear like a rubber band, an elastic band, something, anything, wear something on your wrist and anytime something bad comes to your mind, snap the band Ooh. and like distract your mind. So like if, if you, if you wear a rubber band on your wrist and you have a bad thought and you snap that rubber band on your wrist, it's going to snap you out of that bad thought. And it's like negative reinforcement because it yeah, hurts. It hurts. So it's like, stop doing that. And so over time, like it kind of works to a degree. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I mean, I don't want to wear a rubber band for the rest of my life. <laughs> like that's, weird. I do like that doesn't, though. doesn't go with my outfits. But like you said, maybe that's like a good starting point. Yeah. Like I think, I think there's so many of us where like a lot of like the issues that we might have with ourselves mentally and how we feel about ourselves. And like, it goes, we're talking about very like complex things. And I think like you said, like therapy, like a lot of it, you know, maybe needs to be worked out with a therapist and maybe we need to talk to someone who can like really help us through these things. But, but not I even, do, I feel like sometimes like deep down people know what they need what to do. Their problem. <laughs> they know what, yeah, they know what their problems are. They know the, the solutions to fix them, but they don't want to do the work to do it. Cause it's hard. And it like sometimes hard. you have to face things that you don't want to face. You have to come to reality with truths. You don't want to, you know, realize. And so people just push things down and then they live this, you know, glass half empty life and they wonder why they're miserable they wonder why they don't have the friend group that they want right. they wonder they wonder why they right. don't look the way they want to look and they make all these excuses i'm talking about myself here like <laughs> you're like it's, it's like it's hitting preaching too close. to the choir but i i feel like sometimes it is that simple it's just doing you, the things you know like you might know what it is you do, that you, you need might. to do i think that's a great po- that's a really good point and sometimes I, you can't change these things overnight and so it's no. like like i don't know what your friends like what she said to you like what like what's wrong like what's going on like whatever's going on in her life like i don't know if it's simple solutions or not but like in the meantime like there has to be something yes i think i think that's such a good point i think there are things you need to do. And I think it gets bad. And I talked about this on the podcast, I think a month or two ago about the point I got to, which is just kind of like numbness, which was honestly a horrible place because I didn't want to like deal with it. I'm like all this stuff that I've just been like pushing down, like the negative thoughts, like the self negative self-talk I'm, you know, I'm faking it. I'm not really believing like the, you know, the vibe that I'm putting out to the world. Like I don't really believe what 
how I'm even acting. And you know what? Then I'm also going to just shut down and not even deal with my emotions. I'm just going to like go numb. And I think over the past like month or the past few weeks, I've been really working on that. I'm like, I don't want to go numb. I want to get a cry out. I want to feel, I want to feel again. Like I want to feel the good, the bad. And I think that's painful, but I'm kind of glad that I've been going through this. And I think, um, I think you're right. I think like little, like taking little actions, like identifying, like, what is it going on? And like, how do I fix it is, is really important. But I think one thing that I, I was talking to her about, and I think this is like really, really important is that you like thoughts do not control us. We control our thoughts. And I think that's important to remember sometimes. Like, I think there have been so many times where I've felt like I'm a victim of my mind. I'm a victim. Like, you know what? I have these negative thoughts. I feel negatively about myself. I have self-hatred and ugh, like I'm just living in this body with this mind. And like, I just, I'm, I'm a victim of it. And I don't know how to deal with it. And it's like, no, no, no. I have control over my thoughts. Like the thinker controls the thoughts. And like, I can take back that control. I can decide what, what goes into my mind. I can decide what thoughts I can have. I think the rubber band thing is great. Cause it's like, you just snap, snap mm-hmm. you out of it. And it's like, no, I'm not going to succumb to that anymore. I'm not going to think that thought anymore. And like, if I think something negative, find a way to, you know, think something positive. I don't know what that is. It could be different for different people. But like, I think taking that control back is really, really important because if you like, if you live your life believing like, oh, like it just, it is what it is. And like, I just, I can't control my thoughts. Like, then you won't be able to, like, you need to believe that you can take that back. Taking response, like not taking responsibility for your thoughts is one of the most, what's the word selfish things you can do to yourself. To yourself. I remember when I first started dating mystery man and we got out of the honeymoon stage. Like, you know, I feel like honeymoon stages, things are really surface level. Like you're not really having first, the like, hard three months, six months. Yeah. Like you're not really having like hard conversations yet. Maybe you are. I wasn't though. And once we got out of the honeymoon stage, it, it was time to deal with things that I didn't want to deal with things. Ba- let's call it baggage. That's what it was. <laughs> still is. I still have baggage, but I was bringing baggage in from a past relationship. And I mean, I don't want to talk shit, but like I, I had a toxic relationship prior and I was so used to thinking the way that I did for so long that it took me a really long time at the beginning of my relationship with Mystery Man to unlearn all those thoughts. Like yeah. I would get so easily triggered. Like I would want to go through his phone. I would want to be mad if he was going out with friends or coworkers because that's the life that I lived Yeah, for a long time. And, and it took me taking responsibility for my thoughts. Like, okay, like if you don't do this now, like you're going to lose him. Right. And that's so true. Because I'm sure there's a part of your brain that's like, this is just the way my mind works. And I just not. am that's a jealous person. I just get, I I just get, you know, anxious when he goes out. And this is just how I am. But it's like, that's not true. It's like, not true. You can control your your thoughts. There was a mind. period in my life when my thoughts were good and I can get back to that. It's just, you have to do the work. Yeah. That's like such a good point. Still doing the work. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go happen away. overnight. No, but... Yeah, I think I think that's such a good point. And I think that's the, the other part of this too, is that it is work and it's a daily thing. Like I think over, like this isn't me like coming on a podcast and being like, I've figured it out and I've discovered self-actualization. Like that's literally not true at all. I think I went from like, I feel super freaking numb like a month or two ago to now like, hey, 
I don't feel as numb anymore. I'm starting to feel things again. And some of it sucks and some of it's negative and some of it's bad. And like, you got to deal with it. But also like, it's an ongoing, it's a daily, daily, daily struggle. It's a daily thing. Like you can't just sit there. Like I was, I was talking to this girl when I was in Vegas and we were just like talking about life and stuff. And she was, she was older. She's like 35. And she was like, you know what advice I have? The best advice I can give you is you got to love yourself first. If you love yourself first, everything else will be figured out. And I remember her saying that and I was like, oh, like it's cliche. But I was like, but I do agree with her and I do believe her. But then I was like, you know what? Everyone always tells you how to love your, like that you need to love yourself. Like how? No one one ever tells you how. How do you love yourself? How do you love yourself? Like how do you love yourself when a lot of us are, they're being honest, probably don't, right? Like a lot of us don't intrinsically wake up being like, wow, I love myself. But I think what it is, is it's a daily thing. Like figure it out every single day. It's not like one day I made the decision. All right, you know what? From now on, I love myself and I never thought about it again. And I'm just, I'm good to go. It's daily. Like I have to decide every morning, you know what, Shannon, today you're going to love yourself. Today you're going to be kind to yourself. Oh, negative thought, like creeping into your mind, like snap the wrist. Nope. I'm not doing that today. I'm thinking positive. Like I'm, I'm loving myself and whatever that is, it's different for different people. Like I Honestly, for me, it could be as simple as like if I'm driving into the office listening to like some angry rap, like I'm in a bad mood. If I'm listening to some like positive, uplifting music and I'm feeling like good, like I I feel happier. I feel better. Like whatever it is you need to do, but like wake up and decide, all right, like I'm going to love myself today. I'm going to think positive thoughts. If a negative thought comes in, like that doesn't have control over me. Like I can replace that with positivity. And then I think, again, like it's different for everyone. And like, I know this doesn't apply to everyone either, but Someone said this to me and I thought it was one of the smartest things I've ever heard. It was actually um, this guy, um, his name is Chad Veach. He's actually one of the pastors I follow. He was like, you know what? God loves you. So, and he created the world. So who are you to not love yourself? It's pretty egotistical of you to not love yourself. And I think that's the one that really hit home for me. I was like, all right, like, you know what? God loves me. So who am I to not love myself? And I think you can apply that to a bunch of things in your life. Like, all right, my sister loves me and I think that my sister is better than I am. So who am I to not love myself? Like my, my best friend loves me and I think she's better than me. So like if I'm good enough for all these people, why am I not good enough for yes, myself? Yes. If these people, if my parents love me and I look up to my parents more than anything, I respect my parents more than anything on this world and they love me unconditionally. So who am I to not love myself unconditionally? I think when I started thinking of it that way and I was like, you know what? It's actually, it's kind of like self-centered to not love me. Like that kind of started to change things. And maybe that won't work for you if you're listening to this right now. But like, I know that's one thing that started to work for me is like starting to get your beliefs in how you believe about yourself in the right spot. And I feel like that'll start to influence everything else. Beautifully said. I don't know. If you have one bad day where you hate yourself and you hate your life, I think sit in it and then, and then close it away. And they're not all perfect. That's true. Like, don't let that stop your progress. Like you're allowed to have bad days where like, you don't want to look in the mirror. You don't want to think, um, that today was the perfect day ever. Cause it's not going to be, but I think glass half full mentality. That's a great point. I actually really just let, keep it moving. Cause I think the other thing a lot of people struggle with is like, they'll do this Consistency. for a month or two and they'll be like on a roll and then they'll have a really bad day. And then they're like, all right, well then it and didn't then work. They let it's, it it's gone. Like, and then it's like it. a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, all right, well I messed up. I had a really bad day or like, Oh, I feel really negative. So you know what? Like all that work I put in all that progress, like it's gone. I'm just going to go back to how I was. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you're allowed to trip up. Like you're a human. You're allowed to make a mistake. Yeah. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta move on. You gotta forgive yourself. Like it's okay. I think 
I think that's really, really huge. Like forgiving forgiving yourself, yourself and then trust yourself. Forgiving yourself is probably one of the hardest things you can do in life. It is. But it's important. It's important. That's like when they say like you got to forgive people because it's w- way more about getting you, peace getting peace than it is about them even. Exactly. I saw this and that's like the one thing I was like, I was like all on board with being a Swifty. I was like, all right, am I becoming a Swifty? Like, am I the problem? You know, like, is it me? And then, <laughs> and then I saw this video the other day and I was just like, oh, come on, Taylor. Like she's, she was in an interview and she literally verbatim is like, I don't think you need to forgive anyone. I think you can move on. She's like, but forgive and oh, forget. Oh, I saw that. You see that? She was like, I saw that. she's like, forgive and forget. No, I never forgive and I never forget. She's like, people mess up and you know what you do? You, you just, you kind of move on and you get past it. And maybe eventually you kind of forget about it, but like, you don't need to forgive. And the person interviewing her, you could see like her eyes kind of like got wide and was like, oh, like this is a little crazy. And she's like, do you not believe in forgiveness? And Taylor was like, no, 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 like I forgive and I believe in forgiveness, you know, for people that, you know, have, have earned it and deserve it. And maybe they made like one mistake, but like people that are like, you know, toxic and blah, 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 blah. Like they don't deserve forgiveness. Like she was basically saying she doesn't believe in forgiveness. And I, when she said that, I was like, wow, like it honestly made me a little sad because I'm like, that makes me sad for you. Yeah. If you don't believe in forgiveness, like you are constantly living with like an inner turmoil because forgiveness is so much more about like the peace you're going to feel once you forgive someone than it is about forgiving them. Like it's really not for them. It's for you. And I feel like if you're like in your thirties and you haven't figured that out, like that just makes me a little sad. I don't know. Like, I mean, again, don't come for me, Swifties. I was Here we like, go. It was, it was like one, it was one interview. Wind so she's had many lovely interviews and I'm sure she's a lovely person, but I do think that was a little toxic. You got to forgive <laughs> people. You got to. Swifties, we love you. We Thank love you. Thank you so much for listening. All right, buddy. Don't cancel us. Don't cancel us. That is all we had for you this week. Actually, no. If we made it past the Alex Earl homewrecker comment, and I'm sure that we can make it past this. Actually, no, Swifties are way worse than the Alex Earl uh-huh. fans. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We are strong. We it's are okay. bold and we are beautiful and we can handle anything. We can handle anything. Thank you, baddies, for listening. We love you so much. We won't see you guys next week. So have a safe and happy 4th of July. Follow us on Instagram in the meantime. If you miss us, it's at drinksafterwork underscore. Fight with us in the TikTok comments <laughs> at drinks after work. No underscore. Abby's side hustle. The side hustle <laughs> the side hustle. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, looking for fun things to do, join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our IG bio. Click the movie link. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.